Welcome to Piano Method Madness. If you're here, you've stuck by me. And if you're here, you kept on practicing. And if you're here, you're determined to learn this piano. Because we are at exercise 16. We are officially at the halfway point in the book. Now, if you stick by this, we'll get through all of it. But it gets a little tricky from here because number 16 is called running riffs. All the good stuff and <laughs> technical difficulties will be posed to you in the right hand of the melody section. The bass line is still doing the same thing that it was doing in fi exercise 15, so I will not discuss that. Uh, let's look at the uh, structure of the, of the song. Measure number one, you can see that in the melody, in the treble side of the staff, there the first two beats are pretty much rested because of the half note, the half note rest there. And measure, I'm sorry, beats number three and four have a lot going on. But in beats num beat number three, the first sixteenth note is rested. So you have five notes in beat number three and six in number four. Let's go on to uh, measure number two, where beat number one has two eighth notes that are connected together. They're tied. And beat number two is rested. And then you see the same thing for beats number three and four. And number measure number three, same thing as measure number two. This, the melodic structure is the same. And this is pretty much how it goes all the way up until measure, let's see, measure number nine nine leads you into me measure number 10 where the first the first beat of measure number 10 our first two beats are rested same thing for measure number 11 the first two beats are rested but the right hand is still doing something similar the only measure that's different is measure number 12 where the where the hands are going the right hand is playing a chord and then it's arpeggiated all the way to the end to bring it up to a conclusion. So let's go ahead and look at it. We're going to play it very, very slowly. So this exercise might be a little bit lengthy because I will start very slow. So, all right. Measure number one, you get to beat number three. If you're going to count it, it goes one, two, three, one, two, three, or some people do one, two, three, four, five, six. But in this case, you're starting on two because that first, the first note of that uh, beat number three is rested. So we go one, ba, ba. So yeah, it's a little tricky there. I'm gonna play it again. It goes. G, A sharp, B, C, C sharp, D, G, D flat, C natural, B flat, G, B flat, G. You see how when it comes through this, it ended on that whole expression ended into the second measure where you have the, the two eighth notes that are tied. Connected, I'm, I'm sorry. So let's play, let's play it again. When you're playing this, I do is what the recording of the book says, if you're listening to that and following us along as well. It says to play the notes firmly.
that? If you play it firmly, you're going to build the strength into your fingers so you won't make some of those finger weakness mistakes. So let's play it again. G, A sharp, B, C, C sharp, D, G, D flat, C, B flat, G, B flat, G. If you keep playing this enough times, you're going to hear it hear a smooth transition. You're gonna, you want to get to this point. That's what you want to, that's what you want to get to. So if you look at the notes of beats number, well, just any of the beats, whether left or right, you notice there are small numbers underneath it. Those are the, the finger numbers that they're indicating that you should play the notes with. Fingers one, the thumbs, two of the pointing fingers, three of the middle fingers, four of the ring fingers, and fives of the pinkies on, on either hand. So, here you have the G being played with the thumb, the A is played, A sharp is played with the middle finger, the, the thumb slides underneath the A sharp to land on B, and then your pointing finger's on C, and then your C, uh, middle finger's on C sharp, your, fing, your thumb slides underneath your middle finger to land on D, your pinky should already be on position and just fall right on G. And you come back down to finger number two, which is your pointing finger on D flat. Your thumb is ready over the C and lands on the C, C natural. And then you cross your, your hand over your thumb to have finger number four, your ring finger land on the B flat. And number, finger number two, your pointing finger lands on the G. And then you move, you're moving the, uh, Finger number four off the B flat to put finger number three on it. And you land on your thumb back on G. It does this repetitively. So you're doing this again. Let's just play it all the way for, for the first four measures and then, and then I'll introduce something else when it occurs. And then we play it again. Measure number two, and we got, got it again. That's measure number three. That's measure number four. So, if right in between uh, the conclusion of measure number four and measure number five, you go from playing the, th the middle finger and the thumb to playing now the middle finger and the pointing finger to close that off on measure number five. Because it's bringing you, is allowing you to move over to see that change in the chord change. So you hear, after you rest on beat number two, you should already have your hand getting into position to play the C. Now you're doing this. You're playing a C, C sharp, E, F natural, F sharp, G, a C back to the G flat, an F, and an E flat, and an A, I mean a C on the end. So you're doing this. That's what you're doing. So let's read, let's play along. We have C, D sharp, E, F, F sharp, G, C. Uh, G, G flat, 
F natural, E flat, C, and then you're on measure number six, which is E flat, C, and you're ending that, those two notes are middle finger, pointing finger. Did you see that? So we essentially just did what we did in the measures leading up between measures four and five. And now we're playing measure number six again. You see that? That's, that's what you did leading from measure five into measure six. Now, the measure six leading to measure seven is something interesting. It's almost like you're playing the same thing, but the, you, you, it's, it's bringing you down to scale. So we're going like this. And then instead of going this again, we're going, we're going to B flat G. So it can bring you back into the position to play the run for G. So let's let's play, let's read the notes as we go along. C, D sharp, E, F natural, F sharp, G, C, G flat, F, E flat, that's what your middle finger, and then you have a C, which is your thumb, crossing over with your fingers three and two, B flat, G. See that? So let me go ahead and play it from um, measure number five leading into it. And then we come up to this. See that? See it? So now we're, we're in measure number seven where we're already back in position playing the same I'm about to play the same run that we played in measure one and two. And then we're going to play it again. But when we get to uh, measure number nine, it's going to do something similar that it did for um, measure number six leading to seven. So let's play measure number six. Measure number seven again. And then we're going to play. See that? That's to lead you into the D. So let's read the notes. We have G, A sharp. B, C, C sharp, D, G, D, I'm sorry, D flat, C, B flat, G, F, D. And from there, it gets your finger in position, but it's almost like a, it's one octave below, so you're going to have to make a jump to get back to the D that's one octave above it after you come here because now you're going to run to, the, to play this uh, riff here we have D E sharp F sharp G 
sharp A D A flat G F natural D so it goes so it goes and that leads you down to measure number 10 where the first two beats in measure number 10 are, are, um, are rested and then you have the C chord again something that you're familiar with by now And it leads you into measure number 11, where the first two beats are again rested. And that's a G, where you have this. And then you have your E7, D7, and you have your thumb doing D. See that? <laughs> That's the interesting part about measure number 12. So let's 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 play the run from measure 11, beat number 3, where we have 1 3 1 2 3 1 5 2 1 4 2 1 2 and that's to carry your hand that's to carry your hand to create that um the E seventh. Your thumb's reaching down, so it should be so finger five four two fingers five four two are playing this this D seven that's being held, so your thumb could land on the D right below it below it. So you can do this arpeggiated chord where it goes D F sharp. C, thumb under, D, chord, which is an F sharp and a C, where fingers two and five are playing that. So let's play that one more time, leading from here. So let's go ahead and play this thing. I got my metronome loaded up. We got this thing loaded up to play very slowly. I'm gonna play the notes very deliberate, so it's gonna sound very firm. I don't, I'm only doing this so you can hear the notes clearly. So here we go.
And there you have it. I am not going to lie to you. This piece is going to take a tremendous amount of practice if you are starting from a rookie standpoint. But if you're somewhat of a veteran, this will give you a few trip ups, but it's nothing that that would take long to master. Well, congratulations again. You've reached the halfway point. Thanks to all your practice, hard work does pay off. And keep listening. Thank you. See you in the next exercise. This episode of the Black and White Struggle contains musical content from Basic Blues for Piano by Ron Payne. Copyright 1984 by Hal Leonard Corporation. International copyright secured. All rights reserved. Used by permission of Hal Leonard, LLC. If you're interested in purchasing a copy of the book, the item number is 002-40075. It's available for purchase from your local music retailers for $24.99 US.